Buds and Aura Radio in your car listeners. It is the Bearded Bias Podcast, a discussion of booze, sports, and other manly topics. I am Don Denham, and next to me is Mr. Cameron Wharton. We are having a great day today. It's an oddly sunny day today uh, after we've just had a typhoon of rain the past couple of days and that's our new segment the weekly weather update that i just came up with because i'm running out of things for filler yeah uh welcome everybody that's a good i i gotta say thank you first and foremost uh to everyone that's listened so far we've gotten a lot of positive responses um uh we haven't gotten any reviews yet we're hoping for that to happen sooner than later but please god validate us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just so we can read it. Like, it's just so we can have more things to talk about. We need you for our substance and our material people. Please help us. Anyway, so we're going to start. We're going to actually talk about video games today, uh, how they've changed since we've uh, first started playing them, uh, how we approach them, uh, the video game industry in, uh, in general. Uh, it's really going to be a Cameron led topic. Uh, we're going to be doing. Uh, our, our listener question, as well as our Manly Man of the Week, which we're totally going to do uh, right now, and I, I'm going to be taking charge with that, and uh, my Manly Man of the Week uh, is going to be Mr. Andrew Jackson. I'm going to play off of yours from last week uh, yeah. with your Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, Andrew Jackson's one of my favorite presidents, not because he was a good man, I just think he's like... He's like the your drunk uncle that like first introduced you to hard liquor without your parents knowing... But was like the fun uncle that introduced you to liquor without your parents knowing. That's kind of how I think of Andrew Jackson. Not like I'm not proud of him, but he's really fucking funny and fun. Like that's that's kind of the uh, that's how I look at Andrew Jackson as a. He's like the kind of the guy that like when he shows up to a party without pants on, they're like, oh, that <laughs> shit, Andrew. Pretty much, actually, because yeah. I mean, he was uh, when he first got uh, elected president. Um, he. Uh, he, he was he wanted to have a house party at the White House, which at the time I was just like, no, fuck, you're not gonna do that. Why would you? You're the goddamn president. Why are you doing this? He goes like, it's a fucking Andrew Jackson party, motherfucker, and that's yeah. and like there was livestock in the front yard of the White House, all kinds of fun just stuff. Doing like that. lines off the backs of pigs. And Pretty much, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was a very unorthodox human being. Um, Barley stands. A, a small disclaimer, sorry to anyone of Native American descent by me praising this man, because he's done some god-awful terrible things, so I want to acknowledge that. But the reason he is our manly man of the week is because of a couple of stories that I have discovered from him, and my theory that death is afraid of Andrew Jackson. I need to hear this. Okay, so, um, first instance is that he has, uh, historically, it's not confirmed, but he has been in a range from five, being the lowest estimate, to a hundred duels, and he's won all of them. I want to know who counts that. Well, that, but I mean, it's just a matter of how many written records do we have of it, how many people are saying, like, are they talking about the same duel, or are they talking, you know, just different duels. That's and lost stuff. in translation. That's a lot. Like, 95 duels? Sure, yeah. Like, I mean, give or if, you take ha- if you have, if, yeah, if you have that, 50 duels, and you've won all of them, Jesus Christ, that's amazing. That, well, there's so many... Yeah. People, <laughs> that's a better number than what most people do when they go into war, and they're yeah. like one of thousands. Or I'm just saying, if I owed somebody five or ninety five dollars, <laughs> like I think they'd be like, <laughs> I think they're, I remember it was forty seven, but right. you know, like, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the 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 duel in particular that I I would like to talk about is the one with him and I believe Charles Dickinson, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check to get that name. Um, Who is Charles Dickinson? Uh, he's just he's uh, a political uh, opponent. Uh, nope, not John F. Kennedy. That's incorrect. Oh, let me let me find it. It's it's here. Yeah, it's Dickinson. So it's good that we're going off of like a, a presidential sort of theme because no, uh, funny enough, as it is our next segment, we're going to be jumping into some more presidential stuff. It's it's only fitting because of the uh, the patriotic time of our country currently. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so. I mean, uh, okay, so I'm just getting his last name. I don't know why I'm getting not his first Yeah, okay, so it was Charles Dickinson. Okay, yeah. I was making sure I didn't want to get it confused with Charles Dickens. Like, <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I shot Andrew Jackson. He shot back. <laughs> like, it's a like, different guy. Okay, yeah. cool. So they were uh, rival horse breeders. They were just rivals in general. And pretty much uh, Dickinson said to Jackson that uh, your wife's an awful human being. Uh, I think you're irrational, 
and I hate your family, basically. He pretty much just, like, insulted the honor of Andrew Jackson. So he's like, well, I could talk about this with you, yeah. or we could just aim guns at each other from a distance and I solve like this that. issue. Straight out of Compton. <laughs> so, straight out of Jackson. That's st- right. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is a thriller, to yeah. say the least. Ah, yeah. So... Um, so Andrew Jackson, so they go to this duel. So they like arrange the set in time, and duels were absolutely legal. I believe this was in eighteen oh six. Yes, um, he uh, <laughs> basically uh, they show up to this spot. You know, they both you know line up back to back, walk. I think it's ten paces was the normal thing. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not a I'm I'm stick not with a the Hollywood norm. Sure, ten paces. Yeah. Uh, Dickinson fires first. And hits Jackson in the chest. Jackson holds his chest, goes, all right, shoots him and kills him. Like, he just, like, like, could you imagine that shit to where you hit your target in a duel and you're like, and these are old ass, like, like, they're like musket pistols of sorts. Um, or like the ball will actually just sometimes just roll out sh- well, of, the, of the gun. Well, I mean, like, and also the accuracy of those guns were hilariously bad. Oh, yeah. uh, like, just you're just shooting for a a cone, like a radius of like twenty yards of maybe this will hit this thing. Like, yeah. They were incredibly inaccurate. They're just basically Andrew Jackson actually killed more people outside of the duels right. than the one that was his actual target. <laughs> he just kept killing all the people, all the spectators on the second floor yeah. more than his actual duels. Yeah. No, I mean, but that was a huge problem though, is that's the reason that like you could stand in a line with musket fire is because they could shoot and just not hit a bunch of people. It was a very, it was a quantity versus quality shooting thing. So well, like one to, dude got hit by like nine bullets. Like exactly. He was like, the, <laughs> unlike his dude, he's like, fight me! <laughs> Fire at will. Who's well? <laughs> anyway, so, um, dumb joke. So he, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you shoot, sometimes you miss. Oh, Thank shit. you, bad joke, Troubadour. Uh, glad to see you. So, this guy fires this incredibly arcane, inaccurate gun at his enemy and hits him. Mm. That's that's got to be like hitting a half point or a, a half court a shot. half court shot in basketball. You're like, it went in, awesome. Yeah. And then just the guy just goes, "Ow, oh, here I got you," and just answers right back, shoots him, and he's dead. Like just shoots him back. Which hey, is- kudos to the other guy though for standing in and taking the shot back because right. he's like. I mean, I have to wait. Until yeah, you have to wait until he kills him again. Because the law of the land says but that's, so. That's some straight up Terminator shit where you shoot a dude, falls down, comes back up, fires back. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Now, that's not only the only thing that I... Uh, my favorite... That's my second favorite story of Andrew Jackson. The thing that I like the most about him, and again, that just death is afraid of Andrew Jackson. Uh, this is way past his terms as president. He's walking down the Capitol steps... Um, he's about 67 at this point, which, you know, in the 1800s, that's ancient. That's like a 95-year-old to us now. Yeah. Like, that's way past... You're old as fuck. Well, it's yeah. past life expectancy for certain. So, 95-year-old, walking with a cane, two Secret Service guys with him, walking down the steps, guy pulls out a gun and shoots him. And it's one of those... It's like a double-barrel musket sort of thing. Shoots him, misses. Andrew Jackson's response isn't, somebody help me. He just runs down the stairs quicker and starts beating his assailant with his cane. <laughs> and his secret service has to pull Andrew Jackson off of his assailant. Assailant fires again, misses. Like, again, I think maybe just bullets are afraid of yeah. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. And, and just, I love that idea of someone trying to assassinate a president and the president just wills the bullets away yeah. and just attacks his assailant with a stick. Like, yeah. Again, it's not that he's a great president. It's just there's some amazing stories concerning that president. And so that's why this week Andrew Jackson is my manly man of the week. He's also like Neo. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. He just like sees the musket ball, puts it in his mouth like a jawbreaker, <laughs> suckles it, puts it down. That probably explains the insanity as well because of lead poisoning. No, sure, absolutely, yeah. So then speaking of um, these founding fathers, I don't think Andrew Jackson was a founding father. No, it was a little late, but uh, fuck it. He was a father. That that we found. (laughs) We found that father. There he is. He was hiding. (laughs) Hey, we have like a better success rate than Maury Povich does in terms (laughs) of finding fathers. So I feel pretty good about that so far. 
Um, That's but, why the founding fathers are so important, because we know where they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like 17 baby mamas out there going like, where are my founding fathers at? <laughs> I still haven't found my fathers. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's sad. Abandoning uh, kids. Okay, but uh, we're going to talk about the founding fathers. Um, an F, uh, M, and K. A fuck, Mary kill. Yeah, absolutely. A fuck, Mary kill. This, this was another question sent to us for uh, level 5,000. Uh, what's the max you can get in Pokemon? I don't know. It's over 9,000, I feel like. Okay, over 9,000. Yeah. Uh, no, he's it's over- actually 100. Okay, but, cool. Uh, okay, let's say, yeah. let's say <laughs> level 99. Uh, Tim Walton, he's... He's batting 1,000 for us for certain yeah. uh, as far as uh, listener questions. So thank you, Tim. Lob it up some softballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. But I mean, like, we're, yeah, we're, he's knocking them out of the park. That's for certain. Yes. Uh, so fuck, Mary kill the founding fathers. Yeah, I want to. So uh, I'm excited I, wanna, I, wanna, to... I, I talked a whole bunch of that last time. I want to hear your first thoughts. So who's your fuck? <clears throat> okay. I'm going to go with Benjamin Franklin. I like someone with a little bit of meat on their bones. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Like the, the the bespectacle look? Not only that, but he's like inventive. He was willing to be like, you know what, let's throw some metal up on this kite and figure it out. Like I feel like he'd be like, let's throw some things in the bedroom that we're not really worried about anymore. And you just sort of calm your shit down and... Got a porcupine and, I don't know, there's some butter in there too. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but I mean, he come from he's come from like a, a an era where churning butter... Like that was, that was they that were was good at it. Sure. So, I mean, he's got some he's got some girth and some power to him. I feel like <laughs> personally, Ben, big old big Ben, <laughs> boy oh boy, if, you know, and he smells like a hundred bucks all the time. I'd imagine. That's <laughs> so fucking bad. That's perfect. So all right, so Ben Well, and also, I mean, like he was, uh, he was a player. Like he he was an. Oh, absolute... I'm definitely getting an STD. Oh, like, without I'm, question. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, but I think that's a good fight. Like he's well experienced. You know, he's he's like traveled amongst many lands to learn different techniques. So yeah, you would. I'll get... be scared. I'll be scared, and he'll still be like. Shh. Yeah, Fifty Shades it's, of Franklin. It's sure. a... <laughs> so uh, it'd be fun. Uh, I like the idea, though. I think with Ben Franklin, you would learn a whole lot. It'd be an okay. educational yeah sex a sex experience. Then for I guess I'll go with my marriage. Okay, marriage. I'm gonna marry George Washington. Mm-hmm. He has the foresight to see oh. where relationships are going. Sure, yeah. Our relationship is going. And he understands that we're going to found it on a major <laughs> we foundation. We found it. We're going to found it. Plus, I, got, I mean, I've got, like, that gives me access to unlimited cherries because we've got a cherry tree. Or did he chop that down? Uh, he he did not chop that down. It is a folklore, but uh, I, I'd imagine he has a church. Well, but yeah, he he probably owned one of his many lands that he owned. So yeah. there's probably you still you have likely many orchards. Yeah, too. and then from like an ethical perspective, sure, I respect him because like of the founding fathers, he's probably like the one that I think everyone views as going like, yeah, you own slaves, but like you own like twenty, yeah. not like. A plantation, and he was like, you know, like so. Sure. So you know, you're not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's not too bad. Yeah. I like the idea. I mean, he, you know, he's a born leader. Uh, he's he's one of those people that unanimously everyone's just like, man, he's real tall. Yeah. You just got. I can follow that, man. And and not only that, he's bald. Oh, I did not know that. Well, he's. I mean, underneath he had. Well, like yeah, the, I know he had, he had the, the wig. I mean, he had the he had the landing strip at the very least. You sure. Know? Sure. Uh, maybe he had the he had the cul-de-sac. Okay. Around the head, okay. and then the so landing got, strip down the got, middle. Got the fire truck. Yeah, the fire, fire truck. Fire truck. Fire yeah. truck. He got the fire truck. He got the fire truck. Get the fire truck. truck. Oh gosh. Yeah, he's got the fire truck. Yeah, George Watson got that fire truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got that fire truck. Yeah, from Robin Hood. So then, um, the who are my other options? Um, okay, so uh, fuck. So that, that was your fuck. That was because I'm not just not. I'm not knowledgeable about the founding fathers. Just, it's really I, hey, you're doing the best you can. Um, okay, so who would you kill? No, no. no, no so it's gonna mind. be 17. So it's basically anyone that signed uh, the Constitution, more or less. Like John Hancock. He's sure. On it? Yeah. yeah, sure. I'm gonna kill John Hancock. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like uh, Terminator, except like old school, like. You know. Okay, the Schwartz, the the real Schwartz. Yeah, like Terminator. I'm gonna go back in time and kill John Hancock. Why? So that people can stop calling the signatures of John Hancock. Like, yeah, it does sound like Hancock. Yeah, they, they could fun. they could call it something. Hey, show me your Hancock. Yeah, it's like, that's none of your business, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, instead, I'd rather someone be like, show me your Benjamin, or show me. Sure. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, hey, can you can you sign your James Madison right here? Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, he's also a cocky son of a bitch. The reason that he signed his name so big was just kind of a big middle finger to. He did have to a Britain. significant portion. Like, I think that's why everyone remembered they were like, 
Well, that's why it came up. John Hancock? Yeah, and, like, apparently the British burned half of his orchards and, like, salted his land. Like, they... It was a... I think he worked with the British at some point, Mm -hmm. and the British took vengeance on him because, uh, pretty much because he signed the Constitution so largely uh, as a big, like... Fuck you! This is what I'm doing now. You know, it, salting, it's like, salting someone's land—that is ruining their ability to yeah, grow, proper to, to grow crops. crops there. Yeah. So it's now if he grew potatoes though, it, would they just be like super tasty McDonald's potatoes, like fried, um, pre pre fried McDonald's potatoes, pre fried potatoes? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that would be a, a, a funny name for them. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, so I ain't know. no agricultural genius or nothing. <laughs> But I feel like I got something going on up here. <laughs> Wait, I got an idea. Let's put man. Let's plant tuna fish cans and mayonnaise. We'll have instant tuna salad. We'll we'll sell our crop of tuna salad. We're ahead of the uh, curve. I think so. Advice. So no. for you. Okay, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm done critiquing yours. Thank um, you. Let's see. Um, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. F- uh, let's see. Who the fuck? Uh, let's go. <laughs> okay. They're like all lined up, waiting for you to pick them. <laughs> yeah. Like it's looking. Line them up. Let's see what... It's a fifth grade basketball game. You're just going, I'm going to take the tall one. <laughs> Come here, good looking. We're going to have sex. I, I like your picks a whole bunch, though. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, let's put Thomas Jefferson. Um, I, I like him a whole bunch. Um, that he, relationship will be electric. It would be. Um, it would be fun. I mean, you know, he's got the red hair. He's got most of his natural hair. You know, he really... You do like redheads. Uh, yeah, I like him enough. Um, more so red beards than anything. More red beards. Yes, absolutely. I like your red beard more than anything. Um, so... I, I guess the reason I, I, I like him is that he's willing to explore. He's willing to, uh, uh, you know. He's willing to unlawfully and lie, or not, unlawfully take ideas from people. Sure. And lie about his inventions, too. That's fine. In the bedroom, it's all it's all That's truth. Saying, yeah. In the bedroom, it's all truth. Yeah. It's all truth. Oh, it's God. all truth. Is that what he calls it? <laughs> <laughs> the truth? Is the truth at the tip of your tongue? <laughs> Oh, Not entirely man. certain, but uh, well, and now granted, I realize just like the the, the fundamental flaw of this this uh, fuckberry girl, just like which father do you want to fuck? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like so, we're 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 dumping we're dumping right now. My, my my cure my curiosity has has brought me to this question. Mm-hmm. Are we fucking them or are they fucking us? I guess it's a little bit both. Like I mean, it's like a. I would You're think, okay, and I'm well, okay. Considering with the both nature of the this. game, like we're in control, so like we, we like, you are gonna do what I want. But I want to hear your feedback. I guess. Uh, let's see, Mary. Yeah, I care. I yeah. care. Uh, Mary, I think I think that's got to be Franklin. I'd marry Franklin. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those things where I would learn a whole bunch. You're all I about would. The Benjamins. I'm all about the Benjamins, and also, I mean, he seemed like a very funny guy. Um, my favorite line from Jolly. Him, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I, I remember some of his jokes, and you know that he's written down since like the 1700s, where he's like, uh, two things you never want to see made. Uh, one of them is sausages. The other one's law. Nice. Uh, and just little quirks here and there that I, I think... Or the other one, uh, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> Is that him? I think that's actually Colonel Sanders. But... <laughs> <laughs> Another founding father, nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. Okay, one that I want to kill. One that I want to kill. Um, You're changing history. I'm changing history. I don't want to kill Washington, because I actually appreciate... Like, he's one of the few that I actually really appreciate. Right. Uh, oh, God. Who's the one that was just a pain in the ass the whole time? Uh, I like... Uh, I guess I'd kill John Adams. Um, I only because he was portrayed by Paul Giamatti. Pretty like, much. That... <laughs> no, uh, let's see. Reason I would kill John Adams. I I think I like the sense of humor, but he also uh, he was a prick. Uh, he was absolutely like I know exactly how a government and how a uh, a governmental body should be ran at all times, which. I don't want to deal with in a relationship. Someone that thinks that they know everything that's supposed to be right for me, right. that they make choices for me, yeah. that's not something I'm into. So uh, I think, I mean, if I had to kill somebody, uh, I don't really have that much violent nature in my body, but I think uh, John Adams would be, I mean, he's easily one of the more forgetful, like like forgotten founding fathers, I yeah. think. I'm going to put th- you on the spot. How would you kill him? How? Oh, uh, God, yeah. let's see. Because, um, I mean, he's over here trying to create ju- jurisdiction on your dick. Jurisdiction. Jur- jurisdiction. During, I like that. Um, yeah. Let's see. Execution by drowning him in goose down. I'm not entirely sure why. It's kind of like a tar and feather thing, but I think that would be so interesting. Like, oh, this is love. And, like, just, like. You cover him in feathers? Cover him. Like, put him in a room full of goose down. And like suffocates. Drown, drown, suffocates under the weight of feathers. So, I'm not entirely sure why. I'm just kind I'm, of I'm, going off the. Well, I, what I think it comes from is the fact that like 
I think that naturally you're a pacifist and like yeah. you don't want to hurt somebody. Right. So I want so to like, kill them with comfort. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, oh, I want man. to. Sm- I want to. Sm- so new I want age. to smother comfort, yeah. John Adams, because so, I don't really want to kill him, and I'm not making a very good decision, and we haven't researched anything. So yeah, John Adams, you get to die by goose down. Yeah, but nowadays you would kill somebody with like a Tempur-Pedic mattress, right? Yeah, it's something that's that's that their spine is aligned just fine while I'm smothering. Them. No, you wouldn't kill them like the day of. You would just oh. make the Tempur-Pedic. You would. You created the Tempur-Pedic, didn't you? You have been killing millions of Americans over all, all these years because what you've been doing, and I'm on to you, mister, okay. you have been making a bed that you said will align their spine correctly, but over time has been affecting the way they walk and the way they heal and the way they are living, and they end up in the hospital sooner or later, and all those deaths are on you now. You almost caught me, and if it weren't for you meddling kids, I would have gotten away with it. I've actually been poisoning the mattresses. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, the mattresses are made of poison. Yeah, they're just... <laughs> Well, you just cut straight to the point. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you almost caught me, and I feel bad, so I'm throwing you a bone. Like, I mean, I'm not guilty of what you thought I did, but you were close, so here's here's how I did it. Because <laughs> that's how every fucking Scooby-Doo episode ends, where yeah. it's like, he was dressing up as a ghost to, to, to scare away all the colored children. N- no, I'm trying to avoid taxes, but yeah. yes, so I also fucking ra- I also talking ra- dog. I also ra- raped Joe's teacher. She's all, <laughs> finally... <laughs> Finally, you fucking say something. Everybody's like, man, Scooby-Doo's gotten pretty dark. Front row. Oh, God. Okay. Off the rails. The rating system is really rocked up. Uh, How do you live with yourself? I don't live with myself. I just cry. Like Zoink Scooby totally boinked her and didn't tell anybody about it. Like, whoa, you think it's like some sort of weird rape conspiracy in order to keep this facade that this society is actually not trying to hide a, a public figure raping another young lady? Oh, God. God, I'm hungry. It's like, man, I didn't see any Was of that this. the Scooby-Doo Baylor episode? <laughs> oh, God. Art Bryles. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you, ESPN. Um, anyways. Madeline Costas. <laughs> so... Now that that's over. Well, God, yeah, that went no, weird. Uh, so, aside from my strange... I need strain- a cigarette. <laughs> I need something. After fucking killing and marrying all those people and yeah. then accusing some random character of raping another random character. Okay, uh, it's like okay. we're it's like we're illustrating a Game of Thrones episode here, but through Scooby-Doo. No, I've played a there. Scooby-Doo video game. Really? Which one? I don't remember. Okay. It was awful. Sure. Licensed video games. You know, they're awful. But sure. I, I'm... I'm excited that because you texted me the other day and you're like, hey, what do we want to talk about? And it's always, you know, it's when we're not talking sports, which is something that's ever changing, topics can run a little dry at times. And so when I said uh, video games, you were like, nice. And I said wrestling, and you're like, nice. And I said fucking, and you're like, nice. And I thought about it and I said, well, what if we talked about fucking wrestling video games? And fucking then, wrestling video games. Because that would have been cool. And then I was like, but there's also probably a small niche market of wrestling fucking video games. Uh, probably like probably more than we would hope for. It's like, yeah. uh, is it rule 34 or 36? Yeah. Like it's the, the, if anything that can be fucked will be fucked or something like that. <laughs> oh my it's, God. That's what, it's like the internet rule. Of like, doesn't matter what it is. It's like, if it's Dora the Explorer, there is something on the internet wanting to fuck it. Or, uh, like is that really fuck. a thing? Yeah, it's called like rule 34, 36. I can't remember what it is. I think it's, it's like the, a pillow. Uh, well, I suppose, but I mean, it's more along the lines of like, uh, it, it, and it, it dives down the hole of like children's entertainment of like, oh, you think Marge Simpsons is hot? Well, here's a image of her fucking nine yellow cocks or whatever. Like the internet's can dive into an awful fucking place. So, um, so by by a fucking wrestling game, I mean like there's. Like, it's probably there. Um, but, okay, to, to get... Stone Cold having sex with The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne the Hardcock Johnson. Okay. Oh Stone God. Hard Cold Boner. Creamery. Creamery. <laughs> and The a- Edge. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Anyways, I, yeah. Sex Pack. Sex Pack. That would be the next one. Yeah. Um, okay, let me see. The big, the big show is too easy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, Christian. Perfect. Pain. It's Kane, but he's just there doing S and M stuff. Uh, oh God! The 
Let's see, the Underraper? No. No, the Undertaker. The Undertaker. Okay, that's nah, better. Nah. Or Fundertaker. Mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah. But I'm excited the to Fondle talk Taker. About... Okay, so yeah. uh, the thing is we're talking about video games. Um and I think the video games are such an odd thing to talk about from our perspective since we've seen pretty much the evolution of video games and how they've been developed. Yeah. Because before they were just kind of like, oh, look at this neat thing a computer can do, to, oh, this is entertainment for kids. And now it's a cultural phenomenon. You oh, know, yeah, well, it, the highest grossing industry in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think, or what I like... From an entertainment perspective. Absolutely. Mind you, not, not oil and stuff like that. But, well, yeah. sure, but I mean, it's still one of the highest... Or it's something to be talked about, so... Right. With video games, it's something that I, the reason I, I've enjoyed them so much isn't just merely from entertainment. I mean, it's been kind of a cultural thing. My, my cousins would come over and play, like, they would bring over their PS1. We'd play Twisted Metal, or yeah. uh, they would show me Metal Gear Solid because I was just too dumb to ever understand the mechanics of that game. But they would, I was so invested in the stories. Uh, one of the games that I was the most just hypnotized by was Fa- Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. And just like, wait, you could summon a god to help you in a fight? I'm so fucking excited. Like, there's so many things about video games that that have evolved to now where it's almost... It, it, it's partial simulation more than it is entertainment, but there's... I don't know. It's a, it's a varied field now right. that it's as varied as film. Right. You know, we can't just talk about... You know what the problem with movies is? Because there's, there's so many. There's so many different types of... The same, can, like, the same can be said for video games. And I think for me, like, video games, the reason why it was such a... Um, it's been such a huge part of my life uh, is because of the fact that it's been almost an escape mm-hmm. uh, in a way. You know, Absolutely. being able to stick, take myself out of whatever situation I was in at the moment and being able to say, like, I'm just going to enjoy this and just sort of let this this character encapsulate me and, and just sort of take me on this adventure and 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 have a goal in mind and, and have these things that I'm constantly working towards, um, which is, in my opinion, honestly, sort of even led to some like OCD uh, OCD traits in some sure. ways. But all in all, yeah, it's it's been that that take out take myself out of what I'm currently dealing with and sort of a coping mechanism of sorts, sure. uh, which has ter- evolved over time. But for me, I wanted to, to dive into what games were like for us as a kid and what they meant to us and some of our favorites from back in the day. Sure. And Because uh, I, I, my dad, when I was a kid, my dad called my Super Nintendo. I think he I think he bought it for me. I'm pretty yeah. sure he bought it for me. Sure. And he said... Well, you, unless you bought it for you. I mean... I, I hustled... A lot of drugs when I was a kid. <laughs> by that we mean pixie sticks and Snickers. You find a way of wholesaling them. And Snort this shit, bro. And yeah, but um, that's good. All in all, um, my if it wasn't my dad, it was my mom. But I'm pretty sure it was my dad. Sure. He bought the Super Nintendo. Great. And we had a NES. We had the original Nintendo. Yeah. Um, the where you slide in the front, mm-hmm. like where you're just getting after it, and everybody knows the. Yeah, you you know, get, yeah. It, it shows you that if you blow on something, it'll make it better. That's true. It's a good yeah, fundamental yeah. lesson, folks. It really does apply to a lot of things in life, you know. Sure. Sex, yeah. basketball, fighting, car blow, mechanics, blow pops, blow pops. Wow, actually, you know what? Doesn't affect blow pops. Yeah, I guess at, at that like, point. That's the only suck that you need to do. <sighs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. More importantly, that joke sucked. Anyways, <laughs> so but, so okay, you have the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and he um he would always tell me he would buy it. And then I, he didn't expect me to be like, I don't know what his mindset was because he he got this for me and he said, yeah he'll he'll never want to play that. And I was thinking to myself like, yeah I fucking want to play this thing all the time. I have Donkey Kong, I have Super Mario World, I have Super Mario All Stars, which have Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct, you know, uh, the non gore version of Mortal Kombat that my mom didn't know I owned. Um, uh, Mario Kart. I mean the the amazing video games that just sure. sort of let you live this world. Donkey Kong was my shit. I loved sure. it. And then my dad would walk by and see me playing it and go, son, you need to get off that idiot box. And I was like, you you purchased this. <laughs> like, <laughs> you made this purchase with your own money. That's like 300 bucks back in the day. Oh, sure. and so, so for me, it was, I was, I guess, at least blessed enough to be raised in the time sure. where video games were a, a thing that you could do, but my dad was at least actively trying to keep me outside. Okay. Whereas, like, a lot of kids, they're almost being babysitted with it now. So, for you, where, when were you first introduced? What was, like, your first memory? What, like, sort of 
sure brought you into this world uh, i mean i th- i blame my dad for it because he he had i think he had a the original nintendo nice. uh as as long as I can remember, I remember my father playing dunk hunt or duck hunt, oh, yeah. dunk hunt, where you're you're shooting, uh, just inexplicit like basketball players with a toy gun. No, uh, it's uh, yeah, duck hunt, the Super Mario thing. Like I remember playing that and not being able to really get it. Uh, I've I don't remember a time where I did not have video games. Uh, my dad right. had. I remember uh, the Larry Bird versus Michael Jordan challenge which i was just like why would you ever want larry bird my dad would kick my ass with larry bird i'd always have michael jordan because he could dunk and i, I mean and again like I, you know, I was like six or so so i didn't really have the mechanics or really understanding yeah. like how to really move your player and how to really shoot the game but also looking back at those games those games were fucking hard like yeah. those those were things where it was not simple for you to accomplish a simple task right. as anything is like shooting a gun like you, the button would stick. The yeah. the you had to do a certain pattern to make certain things happen. Not to mention, like since it's all on that two D plane, there's only so many ways you can move out of the way of stuff and maneuver. And right. it's, it, I don't know. It's, it, but again, I still remember it fondly. So uh, I think my I've always had video games in my life, and I blame my cousins for really adjusting me culturally because. I didn't find things really that interesting until my cousin showed it to me. And I mean, like, my cousins, they would come over basically every other week, more or less. And they would just show me the new cool shit they were into. Um, and that could have been anything from music to a movie to a... Like, oh, you've never heard of James Bond? Dude, check this out. Like, and, you know, they're like my, my older brother's kind You're of... You're talking thing. about, like, 007 and Goldeneye? Uh, well, or? well, I mean, that that game was very much a part of us. Yeah. But that, that's, that's further down the line. That's years ahead. Yeah. I'm thinking more, like, they showed me, like, the movies. Oh, yeah. Like, where there's, like, you gotta see... Uh, yeah, he's in a jetpack in this one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, I'm seven. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, jetpack, you believe it. And, you know, Or when they got me into wrestling... Like, how I was exposed to wrestling was through video games. It was I didn't really watch it all that much. I mean, I knew of Hulk Hogan. I knew of Randy Savage because I was alive. Right. But it was more... Video games introduced me to a lot of different cultures um, uh, that I was just never aware of. Right. Uh, I actually give a video game credit for getting me into music. Uh, really? I, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1... Goldfinger's Superman. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Like yeah. that, that, that song, that is the first song I listened to that was introduced to me through my avenues that my parents had nothing to do with it. It was this awesome, energetic, happy, punk rock kind of song. I'm like, I need to, li- I would, I would adjust the soundtrack to where I would only hear that song and repeat while I was playing through Trials and, nice. and Tony Hawk. I wouldn't get sick of that song. I loved that song so much because it was just, I was so excited to hear it. Right. And that song was like my first favorite song that had nothing to do with any outside influences. Just, I want to hear this song all the time. And right. I think that's the song that really sparked my interest in music and wanting to learn more about it. Um, that's insane. Yeah, it's I've cool. never heard anybody say like, no. music sure. was introduced to me through video games. Oh yeah, and that was the cool thing about like PS1 because like prior to like, in 64 and back, audio tracks were, you know, it was all digital. Yeah. You know, the boo boo bee boo. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it was all done on more or less synthesizers, which was fine. I mean, I had no problem with reading subtitles and stuff like that. But whenever I heard a voiceover, I was really impressed by that. And then we had this awesome skateboarding uh, video game that showed me all about skating culture. That's the reason I picked up a skateboard ever. I was like, this is really cool. There's these awesome dudes doing cool tricks, wearing baggy pants and this birdhouse shirt or whatever. I don't know. I've never heard of it before. And they're (laughs) looking at a raindrop and a fire drop on his shirt. Yeah, Yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, Yeah. it introduced me to those cultures. I was like, I want to... I identified with it. It was cool. Right. And it was through video games that, that I really learned a lot of different cultures from it. And that I guess that's really where I grew up with it was, you know, not just so much like, oh, this is fun. I need to beat this thing. I was actually never too concerned with beating whole games. I just enjoyed the moment of – the only game that I really focused on beating was Final Fantasy VII. Like right. that was the first one I was invested in the story and wanted to – And that gets us it. more into our middle school. Yeah. Life. Right. Sure. And see, for me um, – I, I, middle school, you know, being that video games are such a huge part of my life, mm-hmm. you see those cliques in those groups in the schools 
that you knew video games were like you saw those kids over there and you were like dude those no they, they know what I'm talking about they know what a chocobo is Holy yeah. Shit. yeah like they play Super Smash Brothers yeah but then you see all the other ones and and you're like man I don't I don't think like if I told them about what I like I don't think they're gonna be receptive to that sure and so I hid that yeah a lot in my life was I hid playing video games and it was scary to talk to them about it so okay so I mean you you probably can't I mean I've always had video games I've always invited friends over for video games I've, I've never thought as video games being something that kept me apart from people mm-hmm. um, so did you feel alienated through liking video games I felt alienated in my own mind okay uh, only because you know I was a very self-conscious kid too sure. you know mind you I think we all are chubby and pale and you know um, but for me when I saw all the other kids it was almost like I I saw the kids that I knew liked video games, and I sort of put myself in that own bracket, not allowing me to um, reach out. And I'm exploring this on my own right now. Like, this mm-hmm. is sort of how my mind's going. But That's fine. Um, I didn't allow myself to see other people being the video game likers of, of the world. I didn't okay. see people going, like, if you're not a nerd... Then you, if you're not a nerd, then you're not going to like video games. If sure. you are a nerd, you're going to like video games. And right. So I always kept myself in this world of like that's the only people who like video games. Even though this is such a huge, amazing, fun, great part of my life, sure. Um, it's it's I've alienated myself in okay. a sense. And so yeah, I mean, because I didn't have a lot of friends come over and play video games as a kid. I didn't have. Well, except from Brody, my cousin. Sure. Uh, Brody, Brody, to this day, he will still sit there and say. I want to watch you play video games. Like, I, if you want to... He goes, I don't want to play video games. I just sure. want to be there. And it's funny, when you said that earlier, he's like, I just want to witness the story because you're good at it and I want to just see it done well. Sure. And I, no, and, and that's like, that's something yeah. my, my, my cousin... Uh, well, JD and Chris, those were my two cousins that I was more, uh, they were the closest to my age at the time, and they showed me a lot of cool games and, like, why it would be fun to do this. And it was so cool to have kind of almost like a video game tutor mm-hmm. at this point to show me different things. Of like, this is why an RPG is fun. You're now a part of this character, and you can customize them however you want. You can have them interact in the story. Right. And I think that's kind of where it started getting dangerous for me. Um, not so much... I don't think video games have really negatively affected me. I think, if anything, it's just something that I've really enjoyed. Um, but now that I look at it n- now, uh, to kind of like uh, fast forward from middle school to later years, um, it was very much an escape for me and very much an addiction. And not so much like something that I feel like it really hurt me. It's just I don't know of anything I can do for seven hours straight and not feel like I've done something for seven hours straight. Like, if I try reading for seven hours, like, by hour two, I feel like I, like 12 years have gone by. If I watch two movies in a row, I feel like a piece of shit. Like, I just don't feel like... Right. Like, I, I feel like I've, like, wasted the day or whatever. With video games, depending on what the story is, and for me, it's sports games are my addiction. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's primarily, I think part of it to psychoanalyze myself a little bit, I'm like, wait, I can be this instantly successful uber athletic (laughs) point guard for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. I'm going to escape into that world and not have to acknowledge any of my responsibilities. And I think that's kind of where video games have now starting to got a a negative uh, tone to them. You know, like the idiot box that your, your father referred to. Um, I don't think it's, uh, I think by itself it's fine, but it's a lot like sugar. Uh, by itself, yeah, it's virtually harmless, and it can be really nice. It can be something that you thoroughly enjoy. And you know what? Sometimes you can have an afternoon where you just do nothing but, you know, snack on sugar and enjoy yourself, be fat and happy, whatever. Right. But if that's your lifestyle, that's where it starts becoming a problem, where you're going to start having some health defects from it. Now, I, I mean... I, I know of all the bad tragic stories of like guys getting into like say World of Warcraft and like falling it fall, losing their life yeah. falling in love online and then it not happening and then them killing themselves like sadly that's a storyline that's familiar now um, but for me I guess I will put off so many of my responsibilities for video games um, to where I actually try setting timers for myself like if really? it's not if it's not yeah. a, if if there's nothing I have to get done yeah I'll be like Today is a, a 2K day. Yeah. Today is a Rocket League day where I'm going to improve my achievements. Or here's a game where I'm going to finish all the achievements because I really enjoy Just go I, to H-E-B, get a veggie tray. Yeah, it just 
I mean, oh I don't even God, like if, those, and I'm just going to get it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's just I'm going to post up, and I'm not going to leave the house, and I'm going to focus on developing this virtual world, right? Um, which I think is insanely unprodu- unproductive. Uh, as much as I love it, I really do. I don't mean to knock it at all. It's just I kind of feel vulnerable being so, I don't know, I wouldn't say dependent, but just being so willing to immerse myself in that world mm-hmm. and ignore so many other things I need to be doing. Um, no, granted, most of the time it's for, le- like, I've controlled it now. Uh, but it's a leisurely thing, beyond. Absolutely, but yeah. I, I gotta say, like, I, I can admit this publicly because I've talked to almost everybody about it. Uh, the most miserable point in my life ever. Uh, I was living by myself uh, in Austin. I was in a one-bedroom, shitty apartment. Um, I swear to God, it dipped down to where it didn't have any cell phone um, reception. reception, thank you. Uh, and I was too broke to have internet, so I wouldn't receive calls when I was there. Um, and I worked part time at a bank, uh, and I hated that. So I lived in a place that I hated. I worked at a place I hated, and I was too broke to get out of it. And so what I decided to do is I just played Xbox. I just I bought. 2K, I guess 13 or 14, whatever it was, right. and I just focused on developing my character, and I would I think for, at one point, I'm sure I logged in probably over 100 hours on developing this character for, and I look at it now, it's the sole reason was to escape. I wasn't mm. happy with my life, I wasn't happy with how things were going, I wasn't satisfied with anything that was going on creatively, so I put all that effort in that uh, just everything in, in intellectually yeah. into building this fake character so he could be a starting forward for the Dallas Mavericks or something. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and, and but that's it's not ultimately... It ne- doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be negative either. Sure, no. Because in a sense, that could have been something that kept you in a, a way sane sure. through that moment. Uh, and I we've never actually talked about that moment before. Yeah. Um, but in a way, that could be... Because, you know, when, my, when I had my terrible things happen and stuff like that, you know, that's where I always found myself going, you know, and I, it, from a outsider's perspective, it could be negative because like anything bad happens, I'm going to go snort some Coke. Sure. Anything bad happens, I'm going to shoot up some heroin Uh, and deal with it and get away from it. There are absolutely worse addictions uh, Mm. physically than video games. Absolutely. And and I mean, again, I think if that's going to be your dependency, that's going to be your outlet to release frustration and to focus or to escape from your bad, from whatever negative experience you had and just be like, you know what? I'm going to escape from that, play in this virtual world or whatever it is uh, and enjoy myself. It's good if you understand that that's the disconnect that you're enjoying rather than whatever. It's just video games. It's fine. I just... I'm very uncomfortable around people where video games is their life. Mm. Um, and, you know, with the uh, the Phoenix rising of eSports that's happening right now, um, there's not a single one of those people that I'm like, yeah, they know how to cope with humans. I, I feel... I, I, I think often, that's unfair. I think it is. I think, is. It, I think it, it's it unfair is. to say that because it is. It is just. I, I think they can general. treat it. They can treat it just like any sports writer or any kind of like like the guy who's encapsulated with sports. The guy sure. who's encapsulated with media or entertainment. I think that that's the same thing. You know, it can be. And yeah. I, I mean, I guess maybe on the pro level, they probably understand it and have a bit more invested in it. Mm. And like that, it's what they're doing for their living, perhaps. And that's maybe why they have to be. They're practicing. You know, they're they're. That's building towards something, which I guess I guess you're right. That is a I bit mean, more on the judgmental aspect. One point six million dollar purses too don't hurt too much. Oh <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, again, like I mean, even guys that just participate and like just make it to playoffs are make a solid prize pool out of right. stuff. And um, I guess, but I can see where that here, here, that's that the natural thing. perception. Maybe right? maybe it's not just video games in general. I want to say maybe it's computer gamers in general that I feel typically, uh, I feel uneasy around. And I've talked to numerous of them to where it's just their only means of interacting with people, it seems to me. It's through a keyboard. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a, I think anyone that has to have technology as a buffer to interact with humans, I mean, like, maybe, again, I understand that's more my fault than theirs. Like, I'm not trying to just judge their lifestyle entirely. But the awful things another human could say to another. The worst things I've ever heard have, have been through online Most surely. And I think that becomes more of a 
technolo- technological problem, then it becomes a video game problem. That's true. In a, That's I, a I mean, point. obviously, the foundation yeah. and where these That's a good where point. this communication comes from. Yeah, is based out of the video games sure. or based out of something, but. Mm-hmm. That still becomes a matter of you become disconnected because of technology as a whole. Yes. Yeah, and so that, that, that's not strictly a video game thing, but I guess maybe the culture of, for example, I don't do a lot of multiplayer video gaming. That's right. something I've never enjoyed. Uh, and it's not just because I'm not good at it, because I'm awful. I'm, I'm like, first person shooters, yeah, there's eight year olds that fucking own me all day. And they'll let you know. No. Um, and, and I just don't care for that culture at all. That's actually. And they want them. your family to die. Well, yeah, okay. and yeah, absolutely. And they f- somehow find your social security number and your address, <laughs> and, and they're, they're at your house, ra- and they're and sending rape threats yeah. uh, while they're <laughs> sipping on Mountain Dew Code Red and vaping and adjusting their shitty fedoras they got from Target and while they're is, combing their neck beard. And this so, is an eight-year-old, correct? Yeah, 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 okay. no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All the hormones that are in the yeah. Mountain Dew Code Red are giving them premature neck beards. Right. Um, and there's just some, they, they seem to value virtual life more than real life, mm-hmm. and that's something that I find concerning. Well, yeah, um, and that's and, a big, that's been a big problem with me my whole life is that I really? was thankful that my dad had always told me, hey. get your ass off. Go yeah. outside. Sure. And do your thing. Same with and I think that's sort of, we talked about generations last, or two weeks ago, but um, that's the problem generationally is that like, we're probably one of the last generations to go outside and consistently, consistently want to be outside. But then again, you know, I, was, I meet a lot of kids nowadays that I work with, 18, 19 year olds, and never owned a, a gaming system. That's why I wanted to talk about this because I was oh, like, okay. this is so crazy to me because just like when I was a kid and I, saw these people and expected them to do be one thing and then and then and then you know that's how it is like the nerds are going to be the video game players these yep. popular kids the ones I want to be with you know the, for just for no reason other than I was an insecure kid and I thought that was the thing to do sure they're going to not want to be the ones to play video games throughout my life video games have taught me to be more accepting and understand really? that people from all walks of life, enjoy and find comfort in this medium that I found it in too. And it's allowed for me to connect with so many more people and allowed for me to uh, make more friends out of high school. Because one of the coolest things to do and and ultimately in friendship is I'm going to invite you to my house. You know, like that's like, that's the thing. Like that's your, that's your moment of going, we're going, we're taking this to the next level. Sure. And generally, what are those buffers of that initial awkwardness of you being in that person's home for the first time where you're just seeing their life? Yeah. Is let's play some video games, man. Let's chill and play some Rocket League. Let's That's true. let's That's play true. some That's NBA. And and I've met people who can at, at gaming conventions and things like that who you would think, man, she is a beautiful woman or she would never play video games and she is absolutely just talking to me about Pokemon and all this kind of stuff. And, sure. and, and, and I'm sitting there and then I could talk to her about Madden and how EA sports is failing to provide a quality product Absolutely. year in and year out. But it's just, it has taught me to realize that you can't judge a book by its cover. Sure. And video games has brought this, they have broadened my horizons and, okay. and, and it's so funny because the natural and national perception of video games is that it, it gives you tunnel vision. Sure. It makes you focus singularly on this one thing in your life when in reality it has opened my life up to so many things. I've had more fun with my wife playing Mario Kart at 3 o'clock in the morning, drinking wine, sitting in our underwear on the couch that we're going to be sitting on later to watch Game of Thrones on. Um, <laughs> but I, I've had a blast doing that. Sure. More fun doing that than, than a lot of these random dates that I've gone on with girls and stuff like that. And it's yeah. just a matter of us both actively seeking the same goal. We became, you become in tune with the person that you're with and you are single minded, but together. And it's video games mean a lot to me. They really do. They have changed my life for the better. They have given me so many great things and so many great friends. Um, and, and I, I mean, I was able to deal with listening to screaming and yelling at my my mom and my dad screaming and yelling at each other. All, I mean, from four to nine, and I was able to deal with that because Goof Troop and Donkey Kong sure. and all that kind of stuff. So, I I get why 
I get why people are like so I guess more or less they have this preconceived notion that like if you if you play video games there's like this I guess this negativity around it but at the same time I wish that people could see the greatness that can come from it too sure. because there's something that screams togetherness to me well uh, I, I watched a, a independent film called Indie Game that's yeah. absolutely beautiful it's a great if film. you guys have not seen it absolutely like I believe it's still on Netflix go watch it it's it's aesthetically a beautiful film but it's also very uh, informative uh, as far as just like how video games and how video game developers can make a living um but it also what, takes you through the highs and lows sure, of the world, too. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really great film. Um, so the thing that I liked the most about it uh, was what one of the guys said uh, was uh, video games are the perfect culmination between uh, music, movies, or film and interacting with all of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real, it's an interactive medium. And I think that the possibilities for it are immense and, and great, and they, they can do marvelous things. Um, where I think that it can lead to uh, negative places isn't just, oh, kids aren't going outside. I think it's, and you're right, it's more a technology issue than it is a video game issue. And well, I, it, perpetu- I, I, it does perpetuate it, to be fair. It it, the thing that I don't like about it, and, I, and you know what, it's not just like console games. It's not just first-person shooter things. Uh, I, I gotta say, people that are the most mesmerized by, frankly, shitty video games, 30 to 50-year-olds playing anything on an iPhone. Yeah. Whether it's, is it called like 42, 24, whatever the fuck? It's like it's like a numbers game where you're swiping left and right to get oh, a certain I'll, score. Oh, I'll make it even worse. I, I play Marvel Puzzle Quest. That is essentially human beings reverting back to three-year-olds shoving cir- red circles into red hole, red circle holes in square. Yeah, yeah, like Bejeweled or stuff like yeah. that. I will see uh, grown-ass adults lose three to four hours a day doing something that they don't really find that entertaining. And it's, hundreds of dollars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, with all the upgrades and stuff like that. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have played that just as, like, a time, like, uh, or a time holder, like, where I'm, like, waiting in line at some place, and it's not... Like, it's taking longer than 10 minutes. I'm like, eh, whatever, I have my phone out. I've actually deleted any game on my phone that is anything more than just a simple little puzzle game just to keep my brain moving, frankly. Yeah. Um, and it's it's astounding not only how many ads... What I don't understand, real quick, audience, please tell me this. Why would you ever download an app for slots if it doesn't win you money? Like, I un- totally understand online gambling. That makes sense to me. It's immediately right. accessible money. That's fine. What could you possibly get out of playing slots and it not win you anything? Like, I, I don't understand that process. Like, I, like, nickel slots already are kind of weird to me, like, at, in casinos. Oh, yeah. Where you're just, like, you put in $20 and you just keep making bets and hopefully something happens. Yeah. Like, that's the, just, easy, uh, it's the most boring part of casino. 95-year-olds wasting away their their uh reef or what is it what's the uh, uh welfare yeah, yeah welfare, welfare or, or pensions or pension what have you yeah. or what, and they just sit there and just press and press and press yeah and absolutely and that's the same thing now but with those apps you know it's just like i'm gonna put this dot with this dot or i'm gonna put this jewel with this jewel or candy crush or whatever those right. kind of games and i think it's it affects everybody i don't think it's just kids mm-hmm. um and i think it's this weird i i guess where it becomes a bit of an issue is the instant gratification of making this work even though the overall perp like it's like oh okay i got experience points and i leveled up all right well what happens when you level up to the highest level like wh- what does it do like this small task like it's like this dangling carrot in front of your face that you're always trying to accomplish south park sort of south park does an episode uh, they called uh, cat uh, it's not cash for gold um uh free it's it's a, essentially an episode on free gaming and how the canadians created um mobile games and called them all free and they said well it's not free it's freemium and what that means is what we'll do is take a little carrot dig it in front of your face and say now you can press down one dollar get a jewel now your jewel will take care of buying this carrot and then your carrot will then be enough to buy a hundred carrots right (laughs) it's like exactly yeah and so for me it's it's that is that is a massive problem yeah, I, I see that being a huge, huge issue. It's a, it's a psychological. I mean, yeah. like, there's games, and I mean, even games that you purchase are doing this now. That it's frankly upsetting me, mm-hmm. um, where they will put you at a disadvantage in the game. 
Right. They will make you. They will put it to where the game is so heavily out of your favor. And I mean, psychologically, it's ingenious. We're gonna put you in a situation where you're going to lose easily. And while you lose easily, that granted, there's a way that you could win. Yeah, at least you, this well, golden you, chest you, you, goes, you, you can. Oh! Yeah, you can buy this golden chest. Now, granted, it's an extra twelve, twenty dollars. And like, I understand that in the the app games because the app games are initially free. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, well, if you want to succeed in this game, purchase this for a dollar, whatever. That's how they're making their money out of it. That's how they're making. I understand that business model. What I don't understand is things like NBA 2K, where they're going to give you a player that is like, all right, cool, you're going to get into this player, you're going to feel connected to this player, your, your player's going to suck dick. Like, he's going to be so fucking terrible yeah. that you, the only way to get better is to get these experience points. Now, granted, you can, for actually, for a nominal fee of $30, you can make this guy all pro and be, have a lot of fun with this. So, I'm paying $70 for a game to be put in a situation where I'm so frustrated that I need to spend more money right. to get more out of it. Because it's not like, in that situation, it's not like he's a rookie. No. No. He's like, a, I've never played basketball in my life, and now I just got drafted and I'm going right. to Right, yeah, it. exactly. It's just like, I don't know how my legs work. Yeah. So, like, it's like you're constantly moving. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I'm not going to go too, too far to specifics there, but um, there's parts of the video game industry that absolutely infuriate me right. be- because they know so much about the human psyche. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the scary, weird, paranoid Skynet feeling to me where just like they know how frustrated I'm going to and they're taking my money and I'm ex- just absolutely angry about it. Sorry, I just hit the table. Yeah. But, uh, Anyway, so learn yeah. from that. Uh, but I, I do like I think the positives that we can do from this. I guess like what we've learned from this is that I mean it can be a healthy escape. It can be a healthy outlet. Um, and I, I, I mean it introduced me to music and it, and it introduced me to cultures while you know in virtual reality to where I was now aware of certain things. Uh, the reason I know as much as I do about football is Madden. Right. Like, I didn't know anything about sports. And actually, how I've learned sports to talk to, like, talk to my dad about it is through video games. I'm like, oh, like, I didn't know the positions of anybody. I didn't know what an offensive line was. (laughs) Now you can name a backup center for the Seahawks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's also, um, I didn't, I mean, of course, I knew who the guys like Peyton Manning were, but I didn't understand why you never needed to run the ball. I don't, there's concepts of certain games, like, you know, in football or in basketball, if I've ever had a hard time understanding a, a sport, I played the video game of it and see, like, okay, what can we find appealing yeah, out of this? Absolutely. And I, I love that. I love that it can be a learning tool for that. I mean, aside from all the negative things, uh, I think it's, uh, it is a fun tool to learn and, and to interact with something new. Right. And I think that's the basis of why I will still pay money towards it and still use it. You know, rather than be like, I don't fucking need video games, I'm gonna just right. read. You know, I'm just gonna find other things that are tangible in my life. Right. Which is which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad way to go. It's good to have like a two week sabbatical where you're like, I'm not gonna turn on my television. I wanna do things that are strictly things that I'm working with with my hands. Right. Which is awesome. That's I highly encourage that to everybody because to be honest, it's gonna make your video games that much more fun. Uh but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do crosswords and sudokus for two weeks. You'll be fucking begging for Madden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll um, be ready to go. You won't <laughs> complain about anything. You'll be like, this game's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But you're you're right though, it's it's all about balance. That's what I've learned from our conversation today has been I was provided a life that I was told, hey, you've been on too long. Get off. Yeah. And go outside. And and, um, and I've found also that I that what I've learned as well is that you, you don't have to say that book is going to be about this. That, that book is going to be far deeper and far more rich and filled with life if I just take the opportunity to get to know them and get yeah. to understand that person uh, is the book, if you will. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, I don't know if you know metaphors or not, but what I did there was made a person a book. Well, I met a four once, and then I, I met a ten. Gosh, <laughs> oh, she was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Um, numbers. So, um, <laughs> but all in all, though, I, um, I, I really have. I was excited to talk about it only because, yeah, you can sit here and talk about all the new games that have come out and all the exciting things that are going on in this industry. But for me, I wanted to talk about how it's emotionally. Uh, changed my life and how it's uh, affected me and all my relationships and I tell you right now even our friendship yeah. alone has grown 
and we've learned how to work together better by playing Rocket League. And or or uh, doing a fantasy draft in Madden and how we think about how football teams should be built. Right, yeah. St- stuff like that. I mean, it can be that shallow, but it could also be like, like for me, I always like making a better pass that I like making a better shot. That's mm-hmm. just always been the point guard in me and how I've developed it as far as a gamer. So like, I like being the supporting, I like being someone that's supporting the success more than having to be the glory of it. I like supporting others. Yeah. That's that's my favorite role, frankly. Uh, and I, it lets you, the games, that let you find that. Sure. And it's so Absolutely. cool. And, and and they've even increased that even more nowadays with games like Overwatch and, and Madden and all these other kinds sure. of like, things like that. And I'll show you Overwatch later. But I'm excited. Beyond that, I, I, I think this, this was awesome, man. I really, I was excited. Hopefully, y'all... I, I got a, a sort of emotional there about That's it, okay. uh, but it was cool. It was, this is a safe place, Cameron. Yes, yes, a safe space that I've been looking for. But all in all, thank you, um, A, for talking to me, but B, all of you, thank you all for uh, talking to me. I pointed at the screen. Thank you, listeners, and Audacity. You're the best listener. Um, <laughs> and best scribe, really. God, you're, you're not only getting our words, but our tonality and our uh, volume levels. Uh and I just clipped there, so sorry if I hurt your ears, anybody. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're going to do just a little bit of housework. Uh, please, uh, if you can, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm at Don underscore Denim. Cameron's at Pale and More Pale. Uh, we, we have a Facebook group. If you could like that, that would be perfect. Uh, if you want to throw comments on there, that would be awesome. Any review on iTunes, we will read on air. We have not read one yet because we do not have one. Um, we're on the podcast app. We're super easy to download. If you subs- hit that subscribe button, you don't ever have to worry about downloading our stuff. It just shows up on your phone, and it can be deleted swiftly after you listen to it. It's fantastic. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. We're getting a lot of hits on there, so thank you guys so much. Any comments are greatly appreciated. Any interaction, we wholeheartedly support. And we hope you guys have a safe and wonderful week. I've been Don Denham. I've been Cameron. Stay manly, folks.